that today is Fat Tuesday. We are on the precipice of beginning that dreaded Lenten season, that 40-day fast. It's really, I think, maybe a total of 44 days when you count the Sundays. But anyway, we're in that, we're on the precipice of beginning that penitential season. And sometimes the penitential season isn't very fun to enter into, but oh, it is necessary. And this is one of the reasons why it's necessary. It comes to us from the first reading today. What an appropriate reading that we had that dealt with temptation. Why is it appropriate for a day, for the day before entering the holy season of Lent? Because the holy season of Lent has as its core conversion from sin. And in order for us to really convert from sin to grow in holiness, to grow in virtue in overcoming vice or sin, it has, we have to learn how to deal with temptation. And what does temptation have to deal with? Temptation has to deal with, right, a kind of a testing, um, a kind of, it's a testing that involves an enticement to go against God's plan for ourselves and for a belief in himself, right? For the truth about God and the truth about how we are to live our life. That's the moral life, right? Temptation has to do with an enticement to go against, with, to go against God's ordered plan. And temptation comes to us from three sources. It comes to us from the world, the flesh, and the devil. The world and the flesh, I mean, excuse me, the world and the devil are kind of like outside of us. They are the external things that try to move us to temptation. At the core of temptation, though, is our flesh. It's our disordered desires. And that's something that James brings up today in the first reading. He says very clearly, he says, each one is tempted when lured and enticed by his desire. At the core, again, of temptation is desire. It's not the devil or the world. Those are involved. But at the core of it, it's our desire. And it's when we have desires that are disordered, meaning that desires that are not ordered according to God's plan. What does that look like? It's like this. God has made us, you know, at, well, first of all, we can say that at, at the root of our, you know, we, we have a mind, our intellect, and a will. And the will gives us the ability to choose. But the ability to choose isn't the essential power of the will. The essential power of the will is that it desires. God has made us to desire good things. We cannot desire evil in itself. If we desire evil, it's, um, it, it, we desire evil under the guise of good. This is St. Thomas Aquinas. We always desire even um, evil under the guise of a good. So like if you're gonna rob a bank, you rob a bank not because you're, rob, you're not because you want to steal in itself. You desire to rob a bank because you want money. And money is not a bad, it's a good. You know, pleasure is not a bad, pleasure is a good, right? But the thing is, is that we have to order these created goods rightly towards God. We should never desire, when we desire um, a created good, 
in a disordered, you know, in a way that is too much, if you will, then it becomes disordered. And, and, and really, we desire created goods in a disordered manner when we kind of become so attached to them and we become so attached to them because we, we desire them more than we should desire, more than we're desiring God. We, 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 we become, uh, we almost give like, create, or uh, we, we put um, a type of worship almost on created goods. We give them a place that is really reserved for God alone. We, we depend on them in a disordered manner. So anyway, it is this reality when, when we have disordered attachments to, um, to the things of this world, the devil is aware of those things, and this is where the devil kind of comes in, and he can play on our disordered desires and tempt us to, um, toward, towards uh, pursuing these created goods in a disordered manner in a way that kind of displaces our love for God. And so this is why we have to be aware of what is going on inside of ourselves. What are our attachments? What, what are we, you know, it's a, like I said, it's okay to desire food. Food is a good thing, but are we pursuing food too much? The same with sexual pleasure. Sexual pleasure is a good thing, but that is only within the context of marriage between a husband and a wife, right? I mean, are, are we pursuing um, pleasure in a disordered manner? Are we pursuing comfort in a disordered manner? Comfort's okay, but it, is it becoming an end in itself? And that's really, with, that's really how we can say it, is our, we, we can sense um, how our desires are ordered or not to the degree that we make a created thing an end in itself. Only God is the ultimate end. So anyway, as, as we approach Lent, we can do an examination of our heart and we can figure out or ask God for great, the grace to help us to see where we need to purify our desires. And really, this is what Lent is trying to do, is purify these desires, specifically through the three practices of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Because prayer, fasting, and almsgiving actually attaches, or not attaches, attacks the, the, the disordered desire that resulted from original sin right? Concupiscence. We call it concupiscence. And so the, we have a disordered desire, like I said, for pleasure, comfort, and for, to counteract that, that's where fasting comes in or mortifying ourselves from, you know, from, from legitimate pleasures of the world. We learn to, to say, no, you know, I can have one cookie, but I'm not going to have two or three, right? Um, I'm going to watch some TV, maybe 30 minutes, hour TV, but I'm not going to do three or four hours. Um, we can talk about uh, desire for material things. We can desire those in a disordered way, and this is where almsgiving comes in, where we learn to, instead of trying to consume and get, we learn to give our time, talent, and treasure. And then we have, like, the notion of our, we, it's good for us to, to want to uh, kind of make decision, be in charge, um, but sometimes that can lead to what we call the pride of life. And this is where prayer comes in to help us. Prayer teaches us how to surrender ourselves to God, the creature before the creator. And we learn to um, not think that 
the world revolves around us. So anyway, again, um, as we prepare to enter into Lent, may God give us the grace to reflect upon our life, to reflect, to reflect upon specifically our interior life, and to figure out where it is that we need to be strengthened in, where it is that God's grace needs to purify us in really those three areas of disordered desire. This is what Lent is about, and this is what will help us to overcome temptation in our life. Let us stand. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.